Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. Uh, to have the conversation today, we're going to, over the next five weeks on Friday, talk about movements that change the world, movements that change the world. A great book came out a number of years ago by Steve Addison, the three of us have read, called Movements That Change the World. Dan, I believe you've got a, an example there. hey there it is. Nice. Look at that. Um, the, you know, the cover art probably won't grab your attention. Nope. But fool you. But the content on the inside sure will. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe he's an Aussie. Isn't he in Australia? <clears throat> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't know him personally, but I heard him uh, speak at Exponential years ago. I think he's um, I think he's good friends with Kim Hammond and the, the Aussie crew. Yeah. Great book. He talks about not just like kind of what he thinks could be movements that change the world. It's not just some musings, but it's actual like what he studied and researched, right? And he he looked and did the research on actual movements that changed the world. And he found five like consistent things. Is, is this right, Dan? He, he, this is right, yeah. Yeah, five things throughout all these different movements that he researched. And we're going to talk about all five of those on the Friday morning show, which I thought would be really fun. So the fifth one is adaptive methods. And that's when uh, the people of God get super creative outside the box or maybe just creative inside the box. Uh, they have adaptive methods. We're going to talk about some adaptive methods that we're going to be doing as a church in this uh, pandemic here very soon. We can't do it today. I want to, but we can't. Little, that's a little teaser. But we're going we're gonna to do some stuff that is adaptive. Uh, the fourth one is rapid mobilization. Um, so important. It's got to be, it's got to be rapid mobilizing. Third is contagious relationships. Yeah. Uh, the second one is commitment to a cause. The first one, when he looked at uh, historic movements that have changed the world, he found five. The first, the first though, that were true in all five of them. And this is what we're going to talk about for a few minutes today is white, hot faith, white, hot faith. So I'm just going to tee you up, Dan, and then Tommy. Let's talk about white hot faith when it comes to movements that change the world. Yeah. So this, um, John, like you just described, walking through those five things. You know, he studied um, movements of the gospel of the Christian faith all over the world in different times in different contexts. Uh, what happened with Patrick and Ireland and how this just spread like mm -hmm. hope just spread like wildfire. And um, he found those five things true. In each of these movements and the first one that he said we can't miss which is kind of the, the core the epicenter where this all starts is this white hot faith um he, he uses the words it's it's not just discipline it's a desperation oh and and i love that because you're you're talking about this new series um forced perspective it's an invitation to look at things a little differently and maybe right size them and I think that we are actually in the middle of a tremendous opportunity 
to see movement right in front of us by reframing this. And when it comes to white hot faith, it has to do with um, the things that are kind of on the outside layers go away. Mm. And you're just left with what you essentially believe about who God is and what his plan is and the good news of the gospel. So that's the core, this white hot faith. It's part one that is necessary. That's really good. That's really good. From from desperation or from yeah, discipline not to desperation. It's, discipline. it's desperation. Yeah. Like, dude, More than should, is it something that I should do? Is it something that I should put effort into to... I, I need this in my life right now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think church, churches, church leaders, us, and then, you know, people who engage with the church <laughs> and really all of life, we're always looking for that, like, give me the three-step strategy. Give me the five mm-hmm. things. Like, it's everywhere. And I think, to Dan's point, the white-hot faith is more of a question of, like, motivation, like the why mm. behind all of those things. Um. Steve Addison in the book, I remember him talking about the apostle Paul wasn't saved on Damascus road by a strategy and Mm -hmm. on the boat. When Peter was out on the water and Jesus called him out to the water, it wasn't a strategic thing. It was completely a thing of motivation. Do you have faith in me? Do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what all movements have to stem from. And, um, that's what white hot, hot faith is about. To Dan's point, it's not about the methods and strategies. It's about the the why and the the core of it. So, super what do you what do you guys think? You know, what do you think are making people desperate right now? I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that. I mean, certainly there's some obvious ones. Um, yeah, let's talk about desperation real quick. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, even before the um, immediacy of the pandemic. It may have been wearing a little bit of camouflage, but I think loneliness has been around for a really long time. Mm, yeah. Um, and maybe it's just feels a little bit more apparent now. Um, I think another one is when it comes to our calendar, like busyness yeah. and hectic life. Um, I'm finding that people, um, myself included, was busy, 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 hectic before this. And yeah. some of my good friends are just as busy now. So I'm like, well, if circumstances have totally changed, is there actually something deeper when it comes to our busyness? Yeah. Um, And so I think there's something there. Yeah. I want to talk about that for a second, busyness. So I have a very used automobile, but it was a gift. Someone actually gave it to me. I'm not going to say their name, but they are watching this show. Maybe the most generous human being I've ever known. And uh, I love this car. Every time I get into it, I'm reminded of God's provision. So that's my disclaimer. So I was driving not too long ago, and it it was making this noise that was it was it was just it was like um it was not only annoying but kind of kind of hurt my my ears you know this noise. So you guys know I don't know anything about cars, and I'm usually running from something you know to another thing, so I I don't take time to actually deal with it. So you know what I did, guys? You want to know what I did? What'd you do? I turned the volume up on the radio so I didn't have to hear it. That's what I did. You could. You yeah. Could. And it, when you're just talking about busyness, that's, I think that's what, what, what life has been like for, for a long time for a lot mm-hmm. of us is there has been this issue, this noise, and instead of dealing with it, instead of becoming curious about it, We've just turned up the noise of the busyness of our life. 
we got our kids involved in three more sports activities. We've taken on more work at work. We've, I mean, fill in the blank so that we don't have to respond to it. And, and guess what has happened in these past, what, month now with this pandemic is the volume has been, has been put on mute. Mm -hmm. And now we're having to deal with mm -hmm. the noise, the ache that, um, that is in the human soul. And anyway, that's just a little and, bit of an illustration I think is, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I, and I mean, we, we see it in the news. There's this whole forced perspective thing. Um, people are asking questions about what happens if I get sick and what happens if mm -hmm. work goes away and when work goes away and all of those big questions about life and faith and what do I fall back into? Where does my hope actually lie? And what happens? What mm -hmm. happens? Um, very difficult, very challenging, and a tremendous invitation, if we can see yeah. it as such. Yeah. As you guys are talking, the idea about faith that is striking to me, both on two tracks, the track of the you, the individual, we, the individuals following Jesus, and then just us as a church trying to live out this conversation of movement, that when it comes to faith, faith is both your like starting power and it's your staying power. So right now, you know, and for all of us, when we, in the stories I told of Paul and, and Peter, there's that moment, obviously, when we both choose to follow Jesus, it's a faith thing. And when we started this church, faith thing, the more critical parts of faith, though, are the, okay, I'm 10 years in and life is hard. And I, I mean, just yesterday, right, in our lives, curveballs are thrown in and tragedies mm -hmm. come. Yeah. And then as we're on this journey to see our church look and be ready for movement, there's so many opportunities and reasons to give up. And I think, I know this is true for all of us, when my feet hit the floor every day, it is faith that Jesus is who he says he is. He's going to teach me something new today, like we talked about on Wednesday. He's going to do a new thing. There's going to be streams in the wasteland. And for our church, we're just not going to give up. We have mm -hmm. Our faith is our staying power. Like, we believe Jesus started a movement, and that's what we're going to continue to lead towards. And so there's a lot of reasons along the way to to lose motivation. And I just think faith is the anchor. It is the thing that keeps you heading towards Jesus and a church heading towards movement. Because following Jesus and looking like movement is without a doubt in this world the harder way. It's, it is definitely the harder mm -hmm. way. Yeah, that's really good. And to add a couple of handles that come around what Tommy just said, um, that come from this book, he says this white hot faith, it's concerned with three things, uh, the spirit, the word, and the world. Spirit, the word, and the world. You can kind of think about those like as three circles. Like and, a, would you say a, a, Venn, a Venn diagram? A Venn diagram. And I hear if you want to be perceived as smart, you don't know what you're talking about. Just talk about it in terms of a Venn diagram. I was about to do it on my white, I was about to do it on my whiteboard here in yeah, a second. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you even have the whiteboard already. It's it's right next to that fake background of books. So, <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. So but the spirit, the word of God, and the world, and what the tendency can be in any one of these times is to leave the world and just yeah. only just only focus on spirit and word. But he's saying, hey, when it comes to white hot faith, that also matters forever and for now. And so, how do you, in the power of the spirit, mm. with what God says about His word? as it pertains to the world right now, 
what's he saying to you about that situation? And I think we're right in the middle of that. What's happening in the world? What is God's word that says is true? And what is the spirit guiding us to do moment by moment, day by day? We are in the yeah. middle of those three things coming together. So it's a great opportunity to exercise and ask questions about this white hot feet. Yeah. Boom. That's really good, man. Yeah. I think in this time and for our awesome. church moving forward, like we, this isn't an excuse to escape the world as we're using the spirit and the word to engage what's the realities of our world, both now and into the future of our church. So, so good guys. Love this man. I love conversation. It. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode for more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. until next time. Keep your eyes open, hold tight to your convictions, give it all you've got, be resolute and love without stopping.